Okay, let's begin. Okay, so yesterday we uh, were introduced uh, more thoroughly to the idea of where do, do these bad feelings come from? Where, what, what's going on here? <clears throat> so the Rebbe explained to us that it's really that these bad feelings are not just coming, oh, thank you so much, Gilly, <clears throat> are not just coming in a, in a place of, thank you very much, a place of a vacuum, but in fact, that the idea here is that it's based on his ego. It's based on his yeshis and his gashus ruach. Yeshis is a feeling of self. Gashus ruach is like <coughs> that he's like bloated in himself. Like in other words, uh, yeshis is more the idea of like how great you know he sees himself as being, and some of it might actually be true. You know, like Tom Brady could say about himself that he's the greatest quarterback. And it's probably true, you know. But if I were to say that I'm the greatest quarterback, so that's just ridiculous, right? So Gassus Ruach is more like that idea. If I was, like, going around telling everyone, you know, I'm the greatest quarterback in, you know, in, in the world, right? So it's just, it's like a, it's like a foolishness almost. It's like, it's like, like, where is that coming from? That doesn't make any sense. Um, but again, what we were saying yesterday is that it's not a matter of not being like happy with oneself, right? In other words, being uh, depressed with oneself or looking at oneself in a very judgmental eye is not the is not the goal here. Very far from it. It's actually going to cause a person to get into depression. Now that's what the Mittler Rebbe says. So that's not what we're talking about. But it's it's more of a, a more of a, an appreciation for who I am. <coughs> And especially an appreciation for having a godly soul, and how lucky we are to have a godly soul, and uh, being very grateful about it, and also being grateful for my qualities, for who I am. I'm exactly the way Hashem made me, and that in and of itself is a tremendous, um, tremendously positive energy, right? But not, I'm so great, and therefore, right? You know, it's like, um, and then. And, and, and that means what? Like, in other words, I'm so great, and therefore, you should be driving me around in a limousine, and you should be giving me, you know, the most, in, you know, delicious steaks every day, and you should be polishing my shoes, and you should be, you know. No, it's not like that. It's, it's a matter of recognizing I am great. I'm great because I have a nefeshel of keys, and I'm great because I'm exactly the way Hashem made me, and, I, and I'm constantly working on myself to become a better person. Right, as opposed to like we were saying yesterday, and we'll go back over this today. A person that has, is is full of yeshus is a person that is always fighting on the outside. He's fighting with everyone else around him because he himself is is perfect in his eyes. Because he's perfect in his eyes, so everyone else is not perfect. In other words, you can't look at yourself as being perfect and the guy that's arguing with you as being perfect. Either I'm perfect or he's perfect, right? But <clears throat> Also, I don't have to look at the guy that's arguing with me in a negative way. I can look at him as being a mirror for me, as we're going to go on to say, right? A, an example for what Hashem is showing me that I need to work on, right? Instead of looking at that guy as being, oh, he's such a jerk, and I can't believe, and I'm so angry at him, and he has this problem and that problem, and this, uh, no, Adarabha. I look at him and say, this guy is making me crazy. Okay, what is he trying to teach me? What, what is going on here? What is it in his personality that is making me crazy? 
oh, that he is so inflexible, or that he is so judgmental, or that he is so, uh, you know, not, uh, not sweet, or not calm, or not whatever, or he is so much, well, maybe, if I'm seeing it, as the Baal Shem Tov says, Really, you could write a whole book about this. Maybe, maybe that's my next project. To write a book about the, the, the mirror, right? Because that's what it is. It's like the, the people of the world. The Baal Shem Tov explains are a mirror for me. It's Hashem's way of teaching me something. What is He teaching me? He's teaching me that this is my issue. This is the issue that I have to work on. So there's two ways of looking at it. I could get really angry at this person for being so obnoxious and for being so mean and being so, you know, in my face and everything like that. Or I could say, wow, you know, Hashem, Hashem is the one that's making him do that. Hashem is, is what's causing this whole thing to happen. And therefore, therefore, <clears throat> um, I could, I, I'm going to be grateful to him. I'm grateful that he's in the world and I'm grateful that that he is in my life, and I'm grateful that he is, because I recognize that this is something that I need to work on. This is something that I need to ask Hashem to help me to fix this quality in myself. Right? How am I going to fix it? So that's the opposite of what we're talking about here. Yeshus and Gasos Ruach is, like we said the words yesterday, uh, as the Friedrich Rebbe said, is, was er gefällt sich sehr stark. He feels himself so strongly. And everything by him is so precious and so dear. And he's so happy, so satisfied with himself and about himself. And therefore, he can't stand the other person. Because when a person is in a state of not being able to stand the other person, right, <clears throat> it's an indication he has to see it himself that why can't I stand this person? Why is this person making me so crazy? It must be because I'm so perfect in myself, so therefore therefore I'm getting so angry at him, as opposed to what we're talking about now. Right? Because I'm so satisfied with who I am and I'm so perfect and therefore but really the truth is, to be honest, you find that most people that are thinking of themselves as being perfect, really have a very uh, low self-feeling of oneself. In other words, if you go deeper inside of them, they're really very uncomfortable people, and they're very, they have a lot of, you know, they're not very accepting of themselves, and very, usually very judgmental of themselves, and everything like that. They give off a, an, a, a, you know, impression that, oh, I'm perfect, and everything like that. But usually that's not the case. At least that's what I've seen, right? Usually it's because they're very, they have a lot of difficulty with their own being, and therefore they put up this, like, you know, this facade, so to speak, of being like this great person, and I'm so perfect, and I'm so excellent, and I'm so this and so that. But that's not really what's going on inside of him, right? So this is this is this is all what the Friedrich Rebbe is saying here is <clears throat> he's trying to get us to change, right? And all of us come in the world to change. None of us are born a Tzadik Gamor. And so therefore, with that in mind, that none of us are born a Tzadik Gamor, I have to recognize in myself that I need to change. And therefore, I have to want to change. I have to want to, to work on myself. I have to be ready to, to change myself, to work, you know, to, 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 to be a different person. Let's continue. We're about four or five lines down in the paragraph. Because of his yeshus, 
because of his yeshus, he doesn't give room to the other person. In other words, because of <coughs> because of because of his feelings of how powerful he is and how special he is, he doesn't he doesn't make space for anyone else. So when he is talking, you know, like there used to be a commercial on TV back in the 70s. When E.F. Hutton talks, people listen. I don't know if you ever heard. E.F. Hutton was a stockbroker company. I don't even know if they exist anymore. Probably not. But they used to have these, these commercials on the TV. You know, it's interesting how the, the adver- you can learn so much from advertising agencies because they drill things in into our heads. You know, most of us grew up watching TV. I don't even know nowadays if there's any really TV. I mean, now you have only computer and you have internet. But I, back in the day, we all had TVs. And, um, and they, they are so smart in how they, they deliver messages in such a way that here I have in my mind, when like this thing pops into my mind, probably 40 years later, 45 years later, right, a, 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 a quote from a commercial that I saw, you know, when I was a kid, you know, when I was seven years old or eight years old or whatever it was, you know. It's ridiculous, right? When E.F. Hutton talks, people listen, right? So this is, this is the idea that, that when, when, when he speaks, I expect everyone to listen. I expect everyone to give me space, okay? Now I'm speaking. Now it's my turn, right? Because there's no room in his life for another person. And it, and it, it causes tremendous damage in terms of his relationships with his wife and his family and, and people around him and everything like that. People don't even realize it. <clears throat> and that's, that's what happens. Why did I say that we could learn so much from advertising agencies? Because they are, they are training our nefesh abahamiuses. They are training. They're, they're so smart in how they deliver their messages to get it to, into our psyche. So we have to do the same thing. We have to be the advertising agency to our own, to our own souls. To change, right? That's why the idea of learning Hasidus and meditating on Hasidus is to try to change the, the, the words that are going on in my mind. In other words, my mind, we have to realize that our thoughts are not me. I'm the one that is doing the thinking. Right? When we learn in chapter uh, Dalit, chapter 4 of Tanya, we talk about the garments of the soul. And the thought, although it's a panemistic garment, it's the most panemistic garment, but at the same time, it's a garment. It's not me. But yet, so many of us identify ourselves with our thoughts, and our thoughts are just running from topic to topic to topic to topic to topic. To topic. So also here, like all of a sudden, he gets an idea in his head that this is the way it has to be, and he's going to tell everyone. But all these people are telling him, you know, well... I don't know if that's the best idea. You don't know what you're talking about. Because because there's no place. He doesn't give place for another person. Right? So that's, that's, that's coming from his ego. That's coming from his arrogance. It's coming from his uh, vision of self. Right? And what happens is very often is he's going to bump into, Hashem's going to cause him to bump into someone else that is similar. A similar, like radiating in a similar vibration that he also is, there's no place for anyone else. So what happens then? It becomes a clash. That's what you see all over the place. You see it in the Zal all, every day, right? <clears throat> you see constantly that people are clashing with each other. Why are they clashing with each other? Exactly this point. 
One person is vibrating at an energy that there's no one else except for me. Another person is vibrating at an energy that there's no one else except for me. And then those two vibrations balance into each other, and it winds up being that he's annoying him, he's annoying him, and then uh, and that's what happens. It happens also, like I said before, in marriages, it happens with kids, it happens with it. So what the, what the Rebbe is saying here is he's bringing it to our attention. If, if I'm clashing with someone else, Right? There's a reason why I'm clashing with this person. It's not just because the other guy is such a jerk. I mean, it might be the other guy is a jerk, maybe. But the point is that why am I experiencing this? Why am I experiencing this? Because I am vibrating at this energy that there is no one else except for me. That there's no space. I don't have any space for anyone else's opinion or anyone else's life or anyone else's experience in this world because that's that's what I am putting that's what I'm giving out and so therefore Hashem sends this other guy that's vibrating at a similar energy into my life and all of a sudden bang there you go there's World War Three, right and that's what happens over and over and over again so he says ki <laughs> because his yeshus is filling his whole existence in order that, that he doesn't have any space for anyone else. On the other hand, you don't have a person that doesn't take up space. Because there's nothing in existence that doesn't have space. So when he's in his yeshus and in his Gasus, his, his uh, grub kite, his, his, his thickness. So he's just expressing himself in such an extended manner. Because he is not giving out any, he's not allowing space for anyone else. That's the idea. But the problem is, is that by necessity, the other person is making smaller my Matthias. Because that's the way it works. If you have, you know, like, um, if you have balls that are all in the same thing, right, if one ball is so big, there's no room for the other balls. But you see <coughs> with like, um, you ever see like bubbles? You know, you play with bubbles in the bathtub when you were a kid. Like, <coughs> when the big bubbles... They touch into each other. They become a bigger bubble. They connect to each other, right? They become two bubbles, and they become one bubble, right? So that's the opposite of this. Here, what's happening is that this bubble is here, and this bubble is here, and this bubble, right, by definition, has to give space. So he doesn't want to give space. He doesn't want to connect to the other person. So it's taking away from him, and he has to get smaller, Right, so he's he, you know, like I gave the example yesterday of the solo person on the on the on the stage, that he is, he's you know having his solo, he's singing or whatever he's doing, and and all of a sudden on the side of the stage there's a uh, there's someone else that's playing around or or not playing around but you know moving the props off the stage. By definition, people are going to look at the other person, and so it takes away from him. So he feels that the people around him are taking away from him. A lot of this is not really conscious. It's more subconscious than anything else. <clears throat> it's not that he really is thinking this. 
It's just that he, the way it expresses itself is this person is really annoying to me and this person's making me upset or he's such a jerk, this person, or you know, he's making me angry or how could he have said this to me or whatever. All those types of phrases, that's what he would be using. But the truth is, is this is really what the issue is here, right? So, so what the Rebbe is saying here is that, first of all, we know that the Rebbe taught us many times that recognizing the disease is 50% or 60% of the cure, okay? So the same thing here. The question is, are we living our lives in a way that we're just like walking through life and not even realize what's happening? So many of us, I would say, is yes, that's exactly what's happening. We just walk through life and we're just like, you know, going from event to event to event to event, and that's it. What the Friedrich Rebbe is saying here in this mimer is that no, that a person needs to recognize why is it that he's experiencing the experiences that he goes through. Why is this happening to him? There's a reason. What's the reason? Exactly, because Hashem is sending him this. Hashem is sending him this experience. That's what's going on. And if Hashem is sending him this experience, he's trying to teach him a lesson. And do you ever notice, like, you, get, you wind up going through the same thing over and over and over again. Like, I remember I had a boss in one place, and he was, like, really, a really difficult person. And I went to a different place, and then it was also the same type of very difficult person. Similar style, and then the third place. Same, same type of, because Hashem was trying to teach me a lesson of how to deal with that type of person. Or you have, uh, you know, you, you wind up going through the same scenarios again and again and again and again. Why? Why is Hashem sending you the same scenario again and again? Because He's trying to teach me how I could become a better person, how I'm supposed to deal with this. So even though <clears throat> I just dealt with this situation, I obviously didn't do a good enough job. So I have to deal with it again and again and again and again until I get it right. Right? So the, the, the key message that the Rebbe is saying here in this mimer is stop turning your energy outward and start turning your energy inward instead of finding the problems in all the people that are around me I have to find the problems in myself so if this person is so annoying me right I have to understand why is Hashem sending this person to my life that's so annoying me so you could say oh it's a punishment eh, I don't know it's hard to say that that's not that's not what we're saying here it's not that it's a punishment it's it's a way to, to give me the opportunity to elevate myself. Give me the opportunity to work on myself. So instead of looking at things as being punishments, I have to look at things as being gifts. Oh, but they're so hard. I agree, they are so hard. But Hashem is the ultimate good. Like we say, right? We have a whole letter in Tanya that describes this whole thing that there's nothing bad that comes from Lamaila. Everything is good. It's just that we don't see it with our own two eyes. So I have to recognize that everything that Hashem is doing is good. So why is it that I'm dealing with this such a frustrating thing again and again and again? So most people, the way they deal with it is they try to figure out a way out. How do I get out of the situation? You know, so a person could say, oh, he wants to get a divorce, or he wants to get this, or he wants to, you know, leave this company, or he wants... And really... The answer is not that. The answer is that what he needs to do is he needs to find a way to fix himself. 
right? The person thinking he's going to get a divorce, and then all of a sudden the next wife is going to be so much better, or the next job is going to be so much better, or the... Hashem is sending me this for a reason, right? Hashem is sending me this, God forbid, I'm not talking about my wife, you know, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Bichlal, the concept. But Hashem is sending a person this idea for a reason. Why is Hashem sending him this idea? Hashem is sending him this idea because he is supposed to find what aspect in himself is it that he has to change. Now, in general, we see what the aspect is. In general, it's the yeshus. Okay, that's true. That's, that's for sure the truth. But <clears throat> really, he has to figure out which mida is it that, that, is really, that is really causing all this. Like, what is my issue here? What is going on here? What am I afraid of that's causing me to act this way? I'm afraid of losing my, my money. I'm afraid of losing my friendships. I'm afraid of losing my, my honor. I'm afraid of losing... Like, what am I afraid of? What, what's happening here? Why is this person making me so angry? What's happening in me? Right? So try, try to dig deeper in myself. <coughs> I have to try to figure out why is it that this is bothering me so much? Right? And each one of us is going through this ev- almost every single day. We have these types of events. And, you know, the, and everyone has it on their own level. And like I said to you the other day in the class the other day, right, two people could be looking at the same situation and they could get annoyed by two completely different aspects of the same situation. Right? The same, same scenario happens. And person Ruvain gets annoyed about one thing and Shimon gets annoyed about a second thing. Ruvain's not annoyed by what Shimon's annoyed by, and Shimon's not annoyed by what Ruvain's annoyed by. How could that be? The answer is because this is what Hashem is showing me. Ruvain or Shimon or whoever we are. And it's based on my Yeshus. That's the general clause. But that general clause has to be narrowed down much, cl- much more clearly to figure out what it is. And then he says like this. Nimsa de ikra sibahu shalo. So it comes out that the main problem here is his yeshish. Therefore, it causes the other person to be a menagid, to be someone against. It's not, the anger is not based on that he's specifically against me in a particular way. But the truth is, really, if you go deep down into it, it's that just the person, the other person exists. The fact that he is existing and makes me smaller. That's what's going on here. Yeah? Namely, that this itself, that he is found in existence. He's taking away from me in some way. And in this way, he's against me. And that's why I can't deal with him. Right? So this is the idea. Okay, now, what is the opposite of this? The opposite of this is what we're going to see is the idea of Kedusha. The perfect example of this Kedusha I just came upon before is like those bubbles, 
the bubbles, even though they're two different spheres, when they join together, they become one sphere. How does that happen? The way it happens is that you make room for the other person. A person who is constantly working on himself and is looking to have a love for another person, obviously strong, an outgoing love that he's working on himself to love the other person, to see them in their perfect uh, state, right? So then he is able to connect to that person. He's able to unite with that person. He's able to become one with that person. That's the goal here. The goal in life is to unite with the people around you, <clears throat> to be able to become that one sphere with them. That's what he says, Aval the Kedusha, the Ikaruhu Bito. And Kedusha, where the main point is Bito, which is that I am focusing on working on myself, that I'm focusing on changing myself, that I'm focusing on connecting, no matter what. Then I am in a Yichud, I'm in a state of Yichud, a state of unity and all-inclusiveness. Because I am in a state of bittel, therefore I give space to the other person and I unite with him. Right? In other words, I recognize that the other person's, first and foremost, the other person's existence in, is in no way taking away from me. I look at the other person as being a part of my tapestry. If the other person is part of my tapestry, then I honor him. I love him. I want to go out of my way to try to actively love the other person. I see them as being something very, very special. With all of their garbage that they're coming with. It doesn't matter. Because I have my garbage too. That idea has to be an active idea in me. It's not something that it just happens. It doesn't just happen. None of the stuff just happens. I have to go out of my way to release my preconceived notions of this other person and to really to truly to really try to love that other person that's what i need to do that's what i'm working on right <clears throat> and it all comes from bittel comes from the idea that i am not going to take up more space than i need to i am not going to imp- push myself on other people I'm going to make space for all the people in my life and all the people around me. And when there's a problem, I'm going to look at me as opposed to the other person. That is yeshus. <coughs> Someone who's in a state of yeshus. His yeshus does not give space to the other person. It does not give space to the other person. And he considers him like someone that is just against him. Why? Because he is. So he looks, he walks into the world and he looks in the world as though it's a, a world of, of everyone is my opponent. Everyone is against me. Everyone is out to get me. All these negative feelings. The Rebbe's worked very hard to put into our minds that the world is a garden. Basilagan, the world is a garden. And the fact that the world is a garden <coughs> means that I want to connect to everyone. It means that I love everyone. It means that I want to 
recognize the other person's great milas. Every single person. I want to try my best to do that, right? Not that I'm going to look at the other person as my opponent, right? You can wake up in the morning and you look at the whole world as going to be my opponent. What's going to happen today? What next? What's going to happen now? <coughs> but that's the opposite of what we're talking about. What we're talking about is... Sorry. What we're talking about here is the idea of how can I connect to the people around me? How could I change myself? How can I vibrate at a different energy that I could actually feel love for people and feel love for all the people around me and try to care about them more, how to think about them more, how to love them for, with, a, with a, so to speak, an unconditional love, which means that I'm not looking for anything back. I have no uh, pre-desired uh, expectations. Right? Just because their existence, they're chelik elokam they're such a beautiful person, to look at them in that way. So it takes training. Because it's the opposite of what I, most people are. 99.9% of the people are not like that. Because we come forward with our nefesh of Bahamis. And our nefesh of Bahamis automatically is, is an energy that, that takes up room and wants to <clears throat> vibrate at a much lower level. Anger, jealousy, greed, all these types of things. What's in it for me? What do I get out of it? I'm going to make myself bigger. How am I going to make myself greater? How am I going to... When that energy is coming out, so that's what other people are feeling. So how do I change that energy? Right? How do I change that energy? That's a conscious work. It's not something that just happens. Because the nefesh of is, is, even though it's true, that different people's nefesh of are vibrating at different levels, but in general, the Nefesh of Bahamis, this is what the Nefesh of Bahamis is about. It's about this anger. It's about this uh, self. It's about this what's in it for me. And therefore, that's the energy that it's putting out there into the world. And therefore, all the other things are bouncing off of it. And the more you're putting that out there, the more people are going to bounce off of me. That's what I have to recognize. All right. Mir Hashem, let's uh, continue this mimer.